Oh, man. I, I always get cracked up on the insular world of uh, athletics, college, collegiate athletics, and also academia, as y'all know. Um, I was reading where a, a Mississippi State employee who's tied into the athletic department was trying to tell the Mississippi State fan base that they were spoiled and uh, basically, uh, you know, let the let the coaches coach. Um, and it's it's you you see that there's a lot of nice people, in in athletic administration. Okay, I've met hundreds, if not thousands, of people from different schools. But because you are in the ivory tower, and because you are so close to it, it is damn difficult for them to see the world the way you have to see it in the private sector. I mean, it's extremely difficult. It just is. Uh, it's so. Obviously, it's so bureaucratic and it's so layered, both collegiate athletic administrations and and academics at the university, especially big you know, like Mississippi State and Ole Miss, and Georgia. No, I mean these are these are big, big universities with over twenty, forty, you know, sixty thousand students and all kinds of faculty and and so on. Um, but yeah, when you hear that, that that's not what the fans want to hear. You know, I think it's now time for MSU baseball fans to uh, to hear a little Nick Saban rant and and then go on to say it's a spoiled fan base. They're, they're not spoiled in asking to to go to the postseason and make the well. Let me let me walk that back just to win a league game. I mean, they're on a 17-game losing streak, granted, dating back to last year. Um, they're, they're not spoiled in wanting to make the SEC baseball tournament and at least a regional on the road. They're not. Yeah, Nick Saban was talking about no. winning championships where his worst season at Alabama is three losses. Yeah, his worst <laughs> season was a season like this past year where they went 10-2 and two, and then they won the Sugar Bowl. By a hundred thousand points, and they went eleven and two. Okay, so, so here's the deal: that state fans nor Ole Miss, and Ole Miss is not in the same spot that Mississippi State is. They just won the national championship in June. They're not off to a good start. Now, look, Ole Miss only has twenty four games left in conference. Can you go fourteen and ten? Probably not. You know, can you go 13 and 11? Yeah, that may, that may be enough. Uh, but that's that's difficult. You'll have to go get two of three, if not three, from a Texas A&M team that is, that is struggling. But when we're, we're, what we're doing is we're talking about, this is, this has never happened. It's unprecedented. Blake and I were talking before the show because we've never had a national championship coach between the big two in the state of Mississippi in, in a big three sport until now, Lamonis Bianca. And now we've got one that is dead red on the hot seat. Um, and, and, and some people are saying he's, he's, it's done. You know, the, the goose is cooked. Well, yeah. How could the so, seat be any hotter? Yeah, no, 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 it's hot. I know it's hot. I'm just, some people still believe that at the end of the day, 
even though it'll be fans will be irate that he'll get one more year. Um, What's the minimum number of SEC games he can win this year? Yeah. If you if you go five and twenty five, you're bringing him back. I don't see how. I, I don't I, see I, how either. I don't see how. Here, here's what you've done. I just want to give you an idea. Just you know, since since this has happened, since John Cohen decided that he wanted to be an athletic director, and a lot of people thought that was a selfish move to you know to step down at a young age uh, as a successful baseball coach and and become an AD. So 2016, the fall of 2016, you went from Cohen to Canazero, right? 2017, Canazero was your coach. 2018, he started off three games. He was gone. You had Gary Henderson. 2019, Lamonis, College World Series. 2020, COVID. 2021 national championship with Lamonis. 2022, a terrible year. Didn't even make the SEC baseball tournament. And 2023, it doesn't look like you will make the SEC baseball tournament. So, if you were to make a change from Lamonis to X, that that's... That's eight seasons, and if you take out Henderson, that's a wonky, weird deal, okay? But you go Cohen, Canazero, Lamonis, Blake Scott, or whoever. Just something to think about. Well, and let me let me. That's a lot of turnover. Let me ask this question too. I assume, let's say, for the sake of argument, that this this ship has sailed because. How are they going to just completely change their stripes, right? Um, if that happens, you know, just a couple of years ago, there was a lot of talk about, oh, you, we love Gotro. You can't let Gotro go. You know, I know that there will be some people who say, well, Bo, can you just hire Gotro? I, I don't think it works that way. I think you have to wash every bit of stain off this program. Oh yeah, Gotro. That's the way it goes. Unfortunately for him, because again, I know these guys and I know Gotro and. Uh, He's done some really good things at Mississippi State. He's a great guy. That that ship has sailed, unfortunately. And, I'm and with I'm you. not saying it couldn't work, unfortunately, okay? See, that there there's this it, you can't do it now, but I'm not saying that you that it if you handed it to him that it wouldn't work. Exactly. But the problem is there's too much you can't you know, you can't have a failing staff, which unfortunately that's what they are at this point. You can't have a failing staff and then be like, all right, we're removing you, but we're going to hand it to the guy who's been there the entire time and also on that failing staff. It just, you just can't do it. No, no, it, that, that ship sailed. That could have happened. Like, let's say Lamonis is hired by after the national championship by the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. I'm just making – just work with me for a yeah, second. For sure. If, if, if for some reason Chris Lamonis decided he had to live somewhere else and whoever hired him after he won a national title, you could have hired Jake Gotro the next day. Yep. And the fan base would have said, 
It wouldn't have mattered if it was two knuckleheads like me and Blake, Blake and I. They would have been like, that's the best hire ever. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Jay Gotro and two random dudes off the street. We won. Right. We're, we're Omaha bound. So, and, and Jake said no to Rice to stay at your university. People don't care about that now. And his alma mater, Tulane. Now, hindsight, he's sitting there going, what in the hell happened? And I would have to believe that Chris Lamonis has had, has had some really tough, quiet moments. Because one thing I can tell you about Chris, I mean, very, very intelligent. Um, and and he has to have driven into the facility or out or, you know, probably hadn't slept at all in weeks and sat there and gone, you know what? I could have stayed here for 12 years, gone to 11 to 12 years regionals, three super regionals, one to two College World Series appearances, made $18 million, and headed to the house. And and still people would have loved me. That, you know, I know that's not like what, exactly what Mississippi State fans would have wanted, but he could have done that. And now it's just falling apart. And I don't – somebody's got to figure this thing out. Well, and, and that's I mean, the, this is a multi-million dollar baseball program that has the most rabid fan base in the country. Somebody's got to figure this out. And I can't believe that they marched into the year with the the, the unknown at catcher. Like, Ross Highfield is going to be great. Putting that all on him, not fair. Does it really come down to NIL money, Bo? I mean, could 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 this have all been as simply solved as if you had more NIL money, you get more players, better players, and things aren't as bad? Or is that too much onus on the fan base? That I think that's too much. Is some of it on NIL money? Yes. I understand the whole Paul Skeens thing. It. They were going to – I hate to tell everybody this because I see the what the boards and – the scuttlebutt out. In the, they had the money to match LSU on Paul Skeens. They didn't have the money that LSU had spent on the class as a whole. Does that make sense? People have falsely posted all sorts of stuff. They had the money for Skeens. They were not going to spend the seven figures that LSU spent on their transfer class. They did not have that. And Marucci and I don't know who else, uh, you know, kicked in a ton of dough. And Jay Johnson had a war chest, and he used it, and he went out and bought a bunch of transfers. And it may or may not work. I, you know, I don't know. People were like, oh, they'll just walk into the College World Series and the, and the National Championship Series. Well, even though they loaded the boat, that's not how baseball works. Football, yeah. Yes. Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, yes. LSU's coming, you know, as we know, they're about to leapfrog Bama. Um, but but in baseball, that's not how it works. However, they are 4-2. and two. Yeah, Look, they look good. They have a national championship roster. Uh, they're 21-3. and three. It, It's all good in, in Baton Rouge. I don't know what South Carolina spent on NIL, so I couldn't tell you. Um, I know they were trending the right way last year. And then, uh, heck, Florida was trending the right way last year. What, they win? 42 games and hosted? They just got upset? And that happens in baseball. 
And Bandy will never know what they uh, spend. I think NIL will, will will give you a little bit level, more level playing field. But Corbin has obviously found a blueprint. Uh, his model and where he goes to get play, he's obviously got – I want to say it's a third party, but there are – it's not hard to figure out with who he brings in. Man, he's got a couple of connections in some communities that are pretty insane um, as far as bringing in high-level guys and keeping them out of Major League Baseball, right? That There's, there's something to that. Um, all right, we're going to go to the – Patron Tequila Caller Line. And this is the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And the show is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. I think this may be Michael that went on the Twitter rant uh, an hour or so ago on our Twitter feed. But we'll welcome in Michael to the show. Michael, what's up? Hey, Bo. Yep, that was me and be quite honest with you, sir. I, I'm not what you call one of those. I said this in there, but I'm gonna say it again. I'm not one of those meltdown fans. Whenever state loses a ball game, oh well, we need to fire house. But I'm gonna tell you, and I saw, I watched. I mean, I read some of your tweets, but I, I think it's evident to everybody. I don't know how you go from where we were a few years ago, and I know everybody's asking the same darn question. But first off, it's inexcusable. For any team in Mississippi, first off, to struggle in college baseball. But secondly, the talent that Mississippi State has on their roster, it, it's doubly inexplicable. I, I know I'm not trying to say, oh, State's got the best players in all the world or the country, but when you, when you look at the roster, look at the offers that most of the guys on our roster have, look at where they were drafted out of high school, it's not a talent issue. And really, all I can really say is it goes right back to coaching. And then people may say, well, do I think Lamonis is a good exit and O's coach? I would say yes. But something with him and Foxhall has gone, has made this program slip so far backwards. And to be quite honest with you, it's sickening. I, I've gotten to the point now, I, Bo, I don't even care. I don't even care anymore because – when you know a ship is sinking, there's no need, like like you always say on your show, live and die by every pitch. Well, I'm not going to get my heart rate worried about that one. I know we're probably going to lose every time we step on the field because there's a – I don't know if it's – I mean, granted, like Yogi Bear said, 90% of the game is half mental. So I know if you if your mentality is not right when you're playing, well, I think they're – their mental toughness is thinking, well, we're going to screw up some way every time they take the field. Uh, something has just got to be done, and I I don't think it's going to take much for Zach Selman, our new athletic director. I think he already knows how important baseball is. Because, I mean, just look at the crowds that we still have for that three-game series, knowing that, it, that we have been pathetic. And we still showed up, like, what, 10,000-plus votes? Almost all three games, maybe not Sunday, but Friday and Saturday. Wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, I was there Friday and Saturday. The The park was packed. Yeah, I was there yesterday. It wasn't a bad crowd, but it was obviously a, a not as good a crowd combination of them not winning and, uh, like you said, a Sunday. But, yeah, hey, Michael, thanks for the call, and 
we appreciate you listening and, and tweeting to us. And, um, yeah, good call. So uh, there, there is something missing. But I will say this. When you, when you talk about the roster, Michael, uh, you're right. There is a lot of talent on the roster. No, no question about that. Uh, there is. Most of it is, is young. But the problem is the gap between the young and the veterans on the mound. And um, the, the, we all know, look, the starting pitching and, and rolling Gartman out another inning, I, mean, that, I think that was a head-scratcher for people. Lamonis acknowledged in the postgame that, yeah, I mean, he's good the first and second time through, but maybe not the third. So that begs the question as to why you rolled him back out. Because then after that, you were able, once you pulled him, but then Vandy had put it on you, uh, you were able to, to get some outs and, and get out of the inning. So I don't, I, I don't know. That we, but, I mean, I, we can play Monday morning QB on that type stuff all day long. I think the bigger picture, Blake, is the fact that we're talking about a national championship coach that walked in and went to the College World Series and then won a national championship. And then the wills have fallen off. And I think you circle back to what Cohen put together, and I think some of that is lost. And and there was just a toughness in the program. that I know we eye-roll that, but there's something to it. And then he had some guys like Adam Frazier and Hunter Renfro and Jake Mangum who just bathed in that stuff. That whole toughness, uh I think John felt like he was never going to have the most ta- – he was going to have good talent. He's going to have good talent. If you recruit well here, Ole Miss, whatever, you're going to have good t- – and some, some years you're going to have, like, just ridiculous talent. Uh, but that I think John's theory and approach was what's going to help us win another, I don't know, six to eight games from February 15th to June 20th? depending on the year, is is our toughness. And fundamentally sound. I mean, let's be honest, John John and them defended well and um so that's coaching. That's coaching and development. And that's something that I never thought maybe maybe Lamonis just things came easy. Not e that's not a good word. But it was almost ready made to the point where they just didn't keep the finger, you know. You you use the, the, the analogy about the table being set. I think it is fair to say that perhaps when Chris Lamontis got here, has Mississippi State always recruited good, high-level baseball players? For the most part, yes. However, the combination of Jake Mangum into Tanner Allen and a Will Bednar, Landon Sims mentality type player. Those four guys, you know, I mean, you could argue you haven't had that type of four four dude combination in in such a small window outside of maybe the the Thunder and Lightning era, right? And so Chris Lamonis walked into everything being ready, and maybe it was easy to think again, not to say that it was easy, but to say, hey, states, I'm at Mississippi State, I'm always going to get these players. Everyone I recruit is going to have this mentality. And the truth of the matter is, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. 
you're exactly right. So, um, and now the 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 program's in shambles. The fan base is losing their mind, and and even people who don't ever que- there's still that group that really don't ever question what's going on. They just believe it's going to be okay. I only want to be positive, and there's nothing wrong with that. Even that group is starting to ask the question, "What in the hell is going on?" But and look, you just had a first-year coach go to the NCAA tournament, and I didn't even think he had enough talent to go to the NIT in Chris Jans. But we got a lot of changes going on here in the state. Kiffin's got a nine-plus million-dollar deal, and and. There's a lot of questions there. Chris Beard was just hired at Ole Miss. Chris Jans just took a a program that that could not throw the ball in the ocean <laughs> and went to the NCAA tournament. Maybe the best coaching job, best or one of the best at the Power Five level in the history of the state of Mississippi. You've got a new first-year head coach in Zach Arnett, who the overwhelming majority of people believe that he has made several really, really good decisions out of the gate, considering what they what what happened in December. So, um, well, we're going to do it yeah. again tomorrow. Yeah. Can I uh, segue real quick for the last sixty seconds? I have some breaking news. Okay. Uh, in the NFL world. So Lamar Jackson, Ravens quarterback, who all of you know, uh, has been. We've talked about the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. He tweeted out a thread in which he titled it, "Quote a letter to my fans. I want to first thank you all for all the love and support you consistently show towards me. Yada yada, bunch of stuff like that." Uh, then he says something to the extent of, "I my goal is to win the Super Bowl. You're all great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I." No matter how far I go, where my career takes me, I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore Flock Nation. You'll see me again. In this release, it is announced that Lamar Jackson spit, uh, sent to the Ravens front office on March 2nd an official request to be traded. Really? He has no plans of playing for Baltimore again. Okay. An official request to be traded on March 2nd? That's right. What, a month ago? Yep, 25 days ago. And Lamar just posted this long thing. It's on his Twitter, at Lamar Jackson. But uh, Rappaport, Schefter, everybody running with it. It's the hot story. Dropped literally two minutes ago. Uh, But Lamar Jackson goes public that he requested a trade nearly a month ago, and Baltimore has done nothing about it. Wow. Okay. We'll hit some of that. As the week unfolds, too. Our thoughts and prayers to uh, everybody impacted and and the devastation from the storms over the weekend from Rolling Fork to Amory um, and everywhere in between. Mississippi is stepping up through churches and amazing charities and just individual businesses uh, coming in to help. And we will flex our muscles and do what is necessary to rebuild these communities. Our thoughts and prayers to those people. We hope you have a good Monday. We'll be back tomorrow.